You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brand Brothers Turbo. Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. And uh, if you saw on Twitter this week, we've been saying we had some big announcements. And uh, I don't want to keep you waiting. I said I wouldn't. Uh, first, Todd is on vacation for the next two weeks. Yay! No, that's not the announcement. I'm just I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I just happened to, uh, you know, wanted to let you know that he's going to be on vacation for the next two weeks. So you might think, oh, well, what's going to happen? Is Stephen going to be alone? Well, there's no better time to introduce the newest addition to the Super Mega Crash team. Uh, She's been a guest several times on the show. She's even joined us on our journey to PAX East earlier this year. She has a wonderful energy and great personality, and for me, that was a no-brainer. So I would like to welcome to the show the newest co-host and official Super Mega Crash sister, Lacia Finley. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be great. And for everyone to, to uh, I mean, they, they should already know you. Uh, a lot of our listeners should. And any anybody new uh, will get to know you and, and probably love you just the same. Uh, and for the sake of clarification, like I said, she's going to be joining me for the next two weeks. She won't, will not necessarily be here all the time. However, she will be a permanent fixture on the live version of the podcast that will be premiering on Twitch on October 21st. So myself, Lace, possibly Todd, uh, I don't want to speak for him since he's not here, but we will be doing a live stream version of the podcast that will be different than what we're doing. There will be a lot of similarities, but we'll be doing different things to try and make it a different experience, but also somewhat familiar. Yeah, definitely a little uh, bit more of an interactive absolutely uh, podcast it'll be a lot of fun so definitely what what date was it october 21st yes october 21st yes and and that will give you the audience a chance to interact with us to talk with us to have your opinion heard you know when when you're hearing us talk about a story and we give our opinions now you can have your opinion heard as well as she said we're going to be playing some games you know we we kind of do a few games here on the show we're going to try to extend that out to our audience and and have a lot more audience participation. That's the idea behind it. You know, we want to get to know our audience a little bit more and, and make it a little bit more personal. So I feel like this is going to be a great idea. And, uh, I mean, you, you're you already a streamer, so yeah. I kind of felt like that was an, another no-brainer. Somebody who knew the, uh, the, the the field out there a little bit. Kind of like the ins and outs of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of I needed somebody who's a little bit more familiar So. <laughs> I'm, I can I can be a little bit more comfortable with it instead of just jumping in head first with no uh, experience on it. So, but yeah. I think it'll be fun. I it's going to be, be a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many times I've listened to the podcast and I want to join in so much. Mm-hmm. And now here's your opportunity. Have you been talking right. at the podcast, going, "Oh, I want to interject or I want to add that to it"? Now's your chance. And and also another bit for clarification: as of right now, there will be two versions of the show. 
So you'll have your audio podcast, which you, you get every week, and then you'll have the streaming podcast, which I'm, I'm pretty sure we're, we're going to try to do that every week. I don't see any reason that we won't, but, you know, things happen. But the, the idea is for it to be every week, you know, video and audio. So if, if you like one and you prefer the other over the other, then you, you have choices for now. Uh, if anything changes over time and we feel maybe one is doing better than the other, we may fade out one. But I'm not going to say that's a, a definite. Right now, I like to give our audience choices. So, so definitely show up to whichever is your favorite one. Or both. Or both. Or both. I mean, if you do both, then we're working both angles and, and we're giving you a double dose. Exactly. And that, and that, would be, that would be the idea, I would hope, is that, if they're listening to the audio version and they want to go and check out the live version, even though there will be a little bit of cross-pollination, it's not going to be the same show on both. Right. You know what I mean? So I kind of hope that you would take in all forms. Take it all in, man. Take it all in. Mm-hmm. Get to see our bright, smiling faces once a week. And then <laughs> if you're like, oh, I, I didn't appreciate that, you can just listen to the audio version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I will say that, you know, another idea that kind of brought this on is we, we kind of had a project we were working on that kind of fell through. So this, uh, I don't know, all the pieces were kind of sitting there. Right. And I was like, you know what, why not why not keep this going, but just kind of change it a little bit. Let's, let's try a different angle. And then it just kind of works out this way. Exactly. And, so, and who knows, maybe that idea will uh, flourish a little bit more than we even thought. So yeah. we'll keep so, uh, put a pin in that one and keep on... Uh, writing some ideas down and mm-hmm. and that's I, I would love to go back to that and I don't want to say anything for for our listeners you know I want them to uh, experience it when the idea is out there but as of right now it, it would have been a great idea it was something I don't think you would have seen anywhere else that I can think of right but not in that format right not in that format that's exactly right so hopefully you'll get to see it at some point whether it's in some form or another, it'll be out there where we can share it. We're just keeping them all in suspense now. Yeah, that's what we're good at. <laughs> so, uh, Lace, what have you been playing? Uh, we Happy Few has been on the docket for a while. Um, I know it's not a popular opinion to keep playing it, it seems, from all the reviews and stuff that I've seen out there. But I, I find I'm a little more forgiving on certain mm-hmm. aspects on games than I think most people <laughs> are. So... I don't know. I kind of like it. I've been, uh, I, I think the story, the atmosphere they created, uh, the, the world, the graphics, the, uh, the music, believe mm-hmm. it or not, just really pulls it enough together for me to want to keep going. Haven't quite beaten it yet. I still got one character. I'm on the last one now. Um, but I hear the gripes from the mechanics and the uh, let's just add some really stupid stuff to try to make it seem like the game is a lot harder than what mm-hmm. it is. Um, but I've been I've been really digging the story. I really do. I think they've uh, intertwined the three people nicely, um, mm-hmm. created a different um, goal in mind for each one. Although they're all, I guess, still trying to get to the same sort of end goal. Don't take the joy. Try to live our lives. Still all of that kind of stuff. Feel human. Be yeah. a human person instead of just taking these drugs to forget all of the bad things in the life. And uh, yeah, I hear the gripes. But I tell you what, if you could just get through that story. I honestly think... If they would have not tried to make it an open world kind of survival type game, that people would have been more receptive to it. 
because mm-hmm. the story itself, if they would have just made it that linear story um, and tried to take away the survival open world kind of aspect to it, I think it would have been fantastic. I think that's just the place where they kind of screwed up on that in, in my mind. Um, Didn't they change it from from an original concept? Like it was supposed to be something else. And then I guess its initial release was like, what the hell is this? And I, then they said, oh, let's let's change it. I think that- so. Because I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I bought it in early access almost two years ago to the date when it released. And this mm-hmm. was before I truly understood early access. I'll be honest, because it was $30. Um, went ahead, bought it played it for a little bit and was extremely disappointed because really at that point, all it was was they created the world for you to run around in. There was really no questing. There was no goal in mind. Um, So kind of a bad first impression. Um, So I shelved it um, and decided that I wanted to play it once it was fully released because first impressions are so huge. And um, I didn't want that to be the only thing in my brain as I was moving forward when they finally released it. So Yes. I'm not sure if their original goal was to just be this open world survival type where you just picked up quests along the way and do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But adding the story was huge. So um, I avoided a lot of spoilers. So I'm not sure what people's expectations were, honestly, up until that point, because I was so enthralled with what they were creating that I wanted to form my own opinion. Um, But I'm happy with the end result. Um, but yes, the mechanics are clunky. Um, I feel like y- you take your joy and, and you're fine, right? If you're right. in the wrong clothes in this area, that means die. And everyone knows about it. And you've got to run and hide is pretty much the only mechanic to get everybody off from like hitting you with a frying pan or something to your death. Because, you know, or if you mm-hmm. don't take your joy, it's to the death. Uh, if you don't hide properly, it's to the death. If you run, it's to the death. You know, so it's like I feel like that got thrown in there just to make it seem like the game is hard. So I get why people are frustrated with that. Um, But then a certain part of the story would kick in. The music would just be perfect for it. You know how like you get to the end of a game and you could feel the pace is starting to pick up and they really start to, that's where they hit their stride, which is why I think if they would have left this as a linear story, I think, uh, sure, you probably would have had those people who were expecting the survival to be disappointed, but I think a lot more people would have been on board with it. Um, and it just like, ah, oh, that's what keeps me going. It hit at the right spot. The pace picked up just perfectly, you know. Um, so I, I get it. I get why people are upset about it. But I, I, I'm, I'm forgiving on some of those aspects because the story and the world and the music and everything they created there was like enough to keep me interested to want to at least finish it one playthrough. <clears throat> I don't right. think I'd play it again. But I don't feel ripped off because I got in early access. So I don't know I can encourage the $60 price tag that they threw on it. Um, So for $30, I feel like, you know, I hit the sweet spot. It was fine. Um, So maybe wait for a sale if you're really interested. I mean, it it looked interesting to me. But after hearing a lot of the bad stuff, I was like, "Ah." yeah, it just it it turned me away from it because it did. It's like you said, the, the look and the feel. Even the the music from what I've gotten from trailers and stuff like that, it, I mean, it, the idea and the concept and, yeah. and overall look of it is appealing, but 
It was yeah. different. And it, like this Austin Powers kind of 60s feel, very bright mm-hmm. and colorful. And the original music they wrote, just it just fit it perfectly. Um, and I feel like uh, there was a lot of bugs. I didn't experience yeah. as many as I feel like some people that I know that played it. So I'm wanting to say those that I know that experienced more bugs were console. So I'm wondering if it was just okay. a weird port over because I want to say it was only going to be PC. I, I could be corrected. I'm not really confident in saying that, but I know originally mm-hmm. I think it was for PC. And then when it released, it was for everything. At least in the reviews that I've watched, it always had the controller prompts. So it right. leads me to believe that it was mostly console people that were having it. Sure, I've had Bobby's stuck in the environment and and things like that. But we also still buy Bethesda games. So I feel like it was not any <laughs> more or so than what like what they put out, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, which we forgive because the stories are good and the world they create is immersive enough. So yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe the console just had way more bugs and more people were playing on console. I played it 100% on PC. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've experienced some, but nothing game breaking, nothing that really made me want to rage, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. <clears throat> well, I have been, uh, say, piddling around with uh, a few different games, uh, what do I got? Let's see. I've, I've, I've kind of been on a kick with uh, Fallout Shelter for some reason. That's like, a fun I little got, game, though. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, I kind of pick it up at the end of every day. Like, before I go to bed, I'll just sit down and be like, all right, let me let me check in on them and kind of play with them. But here lately, it's, you know, I've been building up a lot of my people, like training them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that a lot of them have their stats up. So I'll start sending out groups out into the field doing missions and see i like that addition yeah i did too because i think i played it when it first came out and they didn't have it so when i noticed that i was like that's awesome yeah and i've just been doing missions constantly now so that's giving me more money which is allowing me to build more so i just this whole cycle i can find myself playing it for an hour or more and just you know losing myself into it because Mm -hmm. i'm like all right let me go do this let me go do that let me push this and that and I don't realize it until I look at the time. And I'm like, oh, I need to get to bed. <laughs> I think that was the first um, app game I ever threw money at. So I could mm-hmm. get the robot that would pick up all of like yeah. the electricity and the water and stuff yeah. while I was away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've just kind of been lost in that. Uh, I played, been, or I messed around with uh, Battleship, mm. the little Ubisoft version of Battleship. Okay. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's it's Battleship, so it's whatever you want. Is it like the old uh, board game, kind of? Kind of, but they, they've added a few little things just to make the video game more interesting. But you can also play classic mode, so you don't have all the, I don't want to call them cheats, but bonus moves and, and things that you can do. So yeah. it's 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 interesting. Um, was playing the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, or Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2, and I was hoping that it would move me into Spider-Man. Right. And I got to Mega Man X 7, and I just quit. Because I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm done with this series. I think I'm done with this game. Because I'd been playing them constantly. So we're talking about 1 through 7, yeah. nonstop, just about. Seven changed the dynamic of the entire game itself, so it wasn't like a 2D scrolling platformer. They went into the 3D world with a little 2D on the side. Yeah. And there was just something about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not feeling this. I'm I'm turning it off. I can't do it. I kind of do the same with 3D platformers. I feel like no one has quite 
hit the nail on the head just perfectly with a 3D platformer. Camera mm-hmm. angles and all this kind of stuff just get so distorted and warped that it makes it, well, for me, you've seen me play games. Yeah. I get lost quite easily. Um, I need mini maps and stuff. But yeah, it's just something about that. Uh, it's like they're right on the cusp, but mm-hmm. they just, nobody has quite figured it out yet to yeah. make it 3d really work where i feel satisfied sitting finishing that game and going that that really worked out for me instead of me getting in a corner and you can't fix that camera angle at all and you can't figure out how to turn around or get anywhere right. like that yeah the mechanics behind it i guess and they I mean, haven't mastered yet yeah and i mean i'd, I'd really like to finish it because I, I paid money for it i'd like to get through it at some point i guess i just got burnt out to the point where it was like i just need a change i need mm-hmm. to do something different and maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Because I even platinumed the first game in the series, like the the first collection. Okay, oh, And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do this one too. It's not going to happen because <laughs> they threw in some nonsensical trophies. And I'm just, I just, I can't, I don't have it in me anymore. You know, I'm getting old. I was going to say, <laughs> I never could trophy hunt too well. If I managed to get it along the way, nice. Yeah, but if I beat the game, I'm usually pretty satisfied at that. <laughs> you know, just I mean, I'll look at I'll look at the lists, and if I feel like it's attainable in some way, I'll usually go for it. If there's a trophy that says "beat the game on hard mode," I guarantee you I'm going to say no mm. because I'm going to play it in normal, I'm going to beat it in normal, and then I'm going to be done with it. Right. If you're going to make me replay it in hard, I'm not going to do it. I want to enjoy it one time. You don't just start it. on hard mode. No, 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 no. I'm not that person. Yeah. I At can. least I don't go to casual. Right. <laughs> At least not I that there's to... anything wrong with it, guys. No, no, no. But I mean, I just, I do want to challenge, but I don't want the game to just crush my soul to the right. point where I can't enjoy it. You know, that's just not me. So if, if any time I can look at a list and it says, eh, that looks attainable, like go collect all this and go collect all that. I can do that. Sure. But if it's, Play it in hard or, or crush a difficulty. No, right. I'm not doing it. Like nope. you unlock this after you've beat it on hard. It's like, well, yeah. at that point, I'm already crying. So why would I want to do yeah. it again? It's like or the throw my controller. Here we go. Like play it on crushing, but you only get three saves. Yeah. Screw that. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But... I am a save scummer for life. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You give me that oh, option yeah. and I'm going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but... No shame. Uh, outside of that obviously I played Spider-Man but we'll talk about that later Uh, and then the last thing I actually got into was Graveyard Keeper which uh, I do want to talk about but I think we'll save that for next week sounds like a plan okay but uh, yeah that's all I've been playing so uh, what about we get into some news let's get into some news this is how I learn about my gaming week yeah well we've got uh I'd say we got a good little bit of news. I mean, there were uh, some interesting stuff that came out because we had PAX West. And uh, you imagine that we would have had more PAX West news in the way of games released or announced. But uh, there was actually a few other interesting things that happened, like uh, a controversy that came about with uh, Riot Games when they announced an event during during the expo that essentially excluded men. Interesting. According to Riot, these were workshops for women and non-binary people meant to help recruit them specifically into gaming. It was even clarified that all the activities within the event 
would be open to everyone at a certain point in time during the show. But despite that, the male half of the population was none too pleased, blew up on Reddit because that's what we do today. Mm -hmm. So many of the posts and threads went from voicing feelings of exclusion at an event that they paid for, which I can understand that argument. You right. paid to be there and you're cutting me out. What the hell? Right. I get that. But then it devolved into, you know, hateful, toxic comments where they as just, they do yeah yeah I, I mean there were even they and and something else that somebody even pointed out it were actual recent allegations uh that happened at riot for sexual or sexism in the company i was actually gonna say do you think that was their way of trying to pl uh, placate so. the yeah because yeah, I, I definitely read that. about that, where apparently mm -hmm. it's really toxic for women to work there. Now, granted, this is all going off of the the new stuff that I have read. No personal, mm -hmm. um, you know. Sure. So something tells me that this was their way of trying to counter that and be like, oh, we're going to try and make our, our image look better. We're trying to do this workshop for the women in the non-binary. And, and ah, look, we're better. Mm -hmm. We're not toxic anymore. And, <laughs> you know, no one's buying it. But. I don't know. I kind of feel like the way that it was handled, where it started might have been a good idea. But then once you start getting into hateful speech and, and just name calling and just hateful things. Well, in this general, is from the audience, right? Or from the consumers. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I mean, Riot did kind of throw out there a few name calling, like they called them man babies and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm not going to say that they're in Well, the that wrong, doesn't help. But it doesn't help. All you're doing is feeding the fire. So mm -hmm. um, I kind of feel like here in general, you tell me, I'd love to meet a man who has generally experienced some form of sexism in his life, you know? And is aware of it, though, too. Is aware of it, yeah. yeah. To feel like he has been excluded because he is a man and been treated as such in just a hateful manner because he's a man i don't think there is one male alive that has and i could again i could be wrong i'm, right. I'm just giving my opinion but i have never experienced it so i cannot speak to the idea of what it's like to feel excluded because of my gender i i, I will say it's probably happened and and mm -hmm. probably for the wrong reason of the fact of maybe like a quota here or there or something like that. But again, were, were they aware of it? Let's say they applied for the job or for college or something like sure. that. And, and you, you need those, you know, quotas that, you know, that these places do fill to be diverse. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm sure they have, but definitely, definitely not to the same extent that women or LGBTQ or any of them have experienced where we can actually go, here's the proof. Yeah. This is what happened. Um, it's I not mean, like feel... the guy who tried to apply for a job at Hooters, you know, like, sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a, you know. I mean, I feel like in this situation, the only place I could actually stand is I paid for this and you're cutting me out. But at the right. same time, there's a part of my brain personally it feels like I could understand what they're doing mm -hmm. and they, they didn't say that, Oh, you can't be in here at all. They just said, we've got a time that we're kind of setting aside and you can come back later. And I'm like, okay, there's plenty to do. Mm -hmm. I'll come back later. <clears throat> so I don't know. I mean, I, I, 
I, I don't think that we should combat it with the same thing and the opposite. So uh, although I can appreciate what they were trying to do by doing the same thing and excluding the other side, it may not have been the best approach because cool. now you're still doing it. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it hypocritical, I guess, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it. anybody's got any comments, please. Please. Yeah. Hit us up. We'd love to hear them. This is where the show is going to be so good. See? You know, we- See everybody. You'll get to Everybody's yell at us be... in real time, man. That's right. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Just and then we'll cry and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, on a similar subject, this is hot on the heels of the announced partnership between Square Enix and Tencent, which was said to be a very strategic move to pursue new IPs. We'll see if that's happening. Actually the uh, case, yeah. Yeah. Uh, accusations against one of Tencent's global community managers, Nick Zazowski, was made public, to which led to his immediate suspension from the company pending an investigation. Apparently, Zazowski had been sending unsolicited sexual photos to a number of his coworkers for over six years. Holy crap. Yeah, and once the accusations were actually posted by one person, many others chimed in saying he had done the same to them. And this wasn't even people from Tencent, but many in the industry, from game developers to even Twitch streamers. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There was actually a name, and I cannot remember. I feel like I've seen her on my, my feed, but I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, what are the ones who came out about it? Yeah, yeah. I, she, I know she's a big, she's a big streamer. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Probably easy uh, Google. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Zazaski has since, or has since shut down all of his social media accounts. And uh, I'd say it's a safe bet to say his career is practically over at this point because no one's going to hire that chump unless they're like him. Yeah. And then all that does is kind of, you know, point them out. And I'm always just curious as to what goes through anyone's brain that thinks that's a good idea. Like, I, I know what I'm going to do with my time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, yeah. Like, who's that benefiting in any way? And yeah, why exactly. do you think we I mean, want it? Like, I don't understand. There's there's a point to where you have to say, did they ask for this? Mm-hmm. And where in your brain do you just think, I'm going to do that? And I guarantee you they'll like it. It's going to be great. I, just, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. So, yeah. Save I it for Tinder, folks. Exactly. This is not just regular workplace stuff. But anyway, we're going we're gonna to pass past all that jesus people one day uh, <laughs> anyway we're gonna we're gonna shift gears a little bit now as much as i am a fan of sony and their game console i have to say that um arrogance is not a very good thing and i feel like it's gonna be their downfall because what i'm talking about specifically is you know there's been a lot of talk about the cross play idea everybody wants them to kind of get in on the Fortnite action and be the the cross-platform or cross-play and as far as i'm concerned when it comes down to this option if they don't want to do it they don't have to do it it's their choice right you know their company their choice i feel like though in this regard it's how they presented their why behind it that gives it this kind of arrogance because they were asked, or they actually, uh, there was a, an interview with the uh, big CEO of the, the company, uh, Kinchiro Yoshida. And he basically said, the reason Sony will not do crossplay 
for Fortnite is because they're the best. No. You know, we are the best place to play Fortnite. We don't see any reason to play Fortnite anywhere else. So, no. And that was pretty much what it boiled down to. <laughs> so. so, I mean, it's on every single platform known to man. Mm-hmm. Makes about 250 something million dollars a month for a free to play game. Yep. But they're the best place for that experience. They okay. are the best. Yeah. Now, he goes on to say they're always looking to offer the best experience for all games and did point out that some of their games are, in fact, cross-platform already and said uh, Rocket League. Okay. But yeah. but Rocket League is only cross-platform with PC, not Xbox and Nintendo Switch. Ah, okay. So do you kind of see this pattern, I think, that's forming here? Because they said, no, we've got others. Rocket League, and I'm sure there were some others, but it's only with PC. They have no cross-platform games with any other consoles, consoles. just uh, PC. Yeah. So something tells me this is kind of a console war Sure. move. It's like, we're not going to work with these other consoles that we're in competition with. The hell with that, you know? <clears throat> I mean, I was a little bit more understanding when they were talking about um, we're not allowing it, like, specifically with Fortnite anyway, because I know that's what kind of brought all of this to, you know, its knees. Uh, when they were like, but you can be buying your skins on one store, using it here. So from like, as greedy as it sounds, there's still a company, they're still trying to make money. And that Mm -hmm. I kind of understood. As a consumer, sure, it sucks. And I I totally see both sides. But when it was... um, when they were making that argument, I was a little bit more like, well, okay, like I, I kind of get it because you're still in the market to make money and you're not trying to just let me spend my $30 on Xbox and then you said $30 over on the PlayStation. Like, mm-hmm. does it suck from our point? Absolutely, but I got it. But right. with hubris now, I don't, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, it is still one of the top selling consoles, is it not? So I guess right now... I mean, what's it going to hurt just for one game? It's not like all I just of think games... they should be allowed to log into their Epic account. Like that, I agree yeah. with. Oh yeah, no, I, I absolutely. But agree that with still, that I well. guess, falls along the same line of logging into your Epic account on one platform, buying your skins, and then logging back in on the other one. But um, mm-hmm. just access to the account, I think, was what people were really just asking for. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that was one of the bigger arguments that I heard. It was like, why can't we just get our our account right. linked, and that's it. You know, if if I can't take my stuff over, fine, but just link the account. Right. So I don't have to make two. So my progress I, yeah, is can, coming over. Yeah. I can agree with that. So, but, well, we'll see. I, yeah. I just don't feel like Sony's ever going to budge unless they actually drop to the point where they need to be lifted up. So, I mean, they still, I don't know, they got a lot of great exclusives and things like that. So I still feel like. I, I don't know, because like- I'm that way. I have my PC. I have my PlayStation 4. I, I've mm-hmm. not felt the need for any other console yet, because anything that comes with Xbox, I've been able to get on PC or games that I would be interested in anyway, plus mm-hmm. more, you know, Yeah. and then all the exclusives on PlayStation. So I'm that I'm that category of person where I'm like, I, yeah. I'm not going to buy another console. I don't see the need. Switch, on the other hand, that's another topic and maybe mm-hmm. something later, but I don't feel the need to buy the other ones. Sure. So they've kind of got me there because, I mean, look at all the ones that are coming out later this year that's just for PlayStation. I'm going to want to play them. Mm-hmm. 
and I can't so, get it anywhere else. So I just I feel like they need to take a step back and and think. You know, if we allow this, we're going to look so much better. <laughs> As yeah. opposed to just seeming arrogant, just take the hit and or get and a better speechwriter, I guess, mm -hmm. for oh, your yeah, public for sure. statements. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Now, granted, I did kind of, you know, spitball it, but it was in essence that's what they said. Right. We're the best. Because we're the best. Like, we've already sold, what, however many tens of millions of consoles. People love us. We're going to be fine kind of response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, next story I've got is we actually mentioned this last week that uh, Henry Cavill mentioned yes. that he was interested in playing Geralt of Rivia in the Witcher series. And I guess they heard him and said, all right, yes, you're in. So... He is officially now Geralt of Rivia. I think so, it's going to be good. I don't know. Like, I'm interested. Uh, I mean, currently, as of right now, no one else has been cast, but Netflix did give an indication on when the series would premiere, which I guess is sometime next year. All it said was 2019. Okay. So they've got a good solid year to get it. Might uh, be like down. a summer Netflix blockbuster kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Now, the internet's divided on this. Mm -hmm. Some are digging it, some are loathing it. One tweet that I read actually summed it up perfectly for me. He said, we all pictured someone as our perfect Geralt. Give him a chance. Right. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Now, I think I said last week, I, I heard, you know, that news and, and the question was posed to me, what do you think? I wasn't against it. He wouldn't have been my first choice immediately, but I didn't think... Oh, God, no. It was just... Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, okay. I don't know that I had anyone particularly in mind, but I know I reserve judgment now because I've had to eat crow about certain actors being cast in other roles in the past. Mm -hmm. So um, Heath Ledger is the first thing that comes to mind. I remember when I heard yeah. him being cast as the Joker that I lost my mind, and then I saw it, and I went, oh, crap. Okay, he really mm -hmm. nailed that. Um, I don't know. Like, they both have the stone-faced, stalwart man beast thing going on so i mean let's yeah let's give it a shot guys you know and I, yeah. it comforts me to know that he's a fan of the series and the books yes like exactly. it's not just he played the games and was a fan and that's that's another thing too that i think is you know misleading a lot of people's judgments immediately is they're thinking of the video game series right not the book series which, which is what the series is, is going to be based on right yep right so I kind of feel like that their choices are going to be more focused on whatever the books have, have made it out to be. So I don't I don't see this choice being just made lightly. Like they just saw that interview and said, eh, yeah, I don't know, that'll work. I'm yeah. sure there was some thought that kind of went into it and be like, you know what, that actually kind of would be It does bring good. some star power to it, though, too. I mean, I, I know people tend to forget about that, but a lot of the times with casting and stuff, we get mad about it, but it sometimes boils down to the money, too. Like, I mean, people, mm -hmm. he's still a very sellable actor, and I think yeah. he does well in the things that he's been cast in, in my own opinion. Um, and that could help bring a lot more eyes to that series. More people might yeah. be tuning in now that probably never even heard of The Witcher, read The Witcher, any of that kind of stuff from a business no, standpoint. Even, yeah, I heard that he was a uh, top notch in, was it the Mission Impossible movie? Yeah, that I haven't seen that yet. I feel so I bad. I haven't seen it either. I heard he killed heard it. He, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that mustache was worth it. Right? <laughs> that they had to transpose out of them. That's still so funny to me. Yeah. What Jeez. we do for AAA stars, I tell you. Mm -hmm. 
But anyway, yeah, uh, I'm I'm down for it. I'm ready to see what he can do with it. So uh, did you see that Photoshop we'll someone s- did of him? Yeah, yeah. Because people are like, I can't picture it, you know. And then someone had done this. I wish I could give credit to whoever it was had done this Photoshop putting Henry Cavill's face in Geralt's face, and it looked really good. So everybody who keeps mm-hmm. saying like he doesn't look the part, like give it a minute, guys. Makeup yeah. and all this kind of stuff does wonders. You know, it's kind of like when people got all upset about what, who did the Nathan Fillion Uncharted fan film thing. Yeah. Oh, but he's too old. Like, but, 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 but. we can make people look oh, older and younger yeah. now, unfortunately for those who are age, correct? <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. going for the role. But I mean, I think he killed it and I think he auditioned well and I think he made his case. Hmm. I you mean, know? yeah, there's a, uh, they do wonders. The, the fact that I've seen Marvel movies here recently de-age actors. Oh, my God, from right? What from what I've heard, I think in uh, the next movie they're coming out with, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. they're going to completely de-age Sam Jackson for the entirety of the film he's in it. And I've already seen pictures, and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, that's Sam right? Jackson like from you know, the 90s. Well, I mean, we don't even need the actors to be alive anymore. It's starting to seem that way. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's almost a little scary from like an artist bit. standpoint. Like it's like we mm-hmm. don't even really need the actors anymore. I'm sure it costs a ton, so we, we shouldn't fear for sure. actors' jobs anytime soon. But, uh, but yeah, like in Guardians of the Galaxy, when I saw him mm-hmm. in the first opening scene, I'm like, that kind of looks like, oh, why am I forgetting his name now? Kurt Russell. Thank you. I'm like, that kind of uh-huh. looks like him. And then as the movie went on, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that was totally him making him look younger the whole time. Holy crap. Or we can, I mean, you, you even mentioned bringing people back from the dead. Let's not forget what they did in Rogue One. Exactly. They brought back an, an actor who's yeah. been dead for years. Yeah. So uh, it can be done. And Netflix but, has the budget, I would imagine. So let's let's give it a shot. Let's give it let's a give shot. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, let's all right. Let's get back on track because we're, we're trailing off on dead people. Uh, quick hits. You time for some quick hits? I feel like I'm supposed to say quick hits. There you go. For Todd's Good job. Part. <laughs> uh, first of all, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild is now the best-selling game in the series in Japan. Oh wow! Which makes me wonder what the best-selling one is here in America, hmm. because I'm gonna. If I had a guess, it would be Ocarina of Time, guaranteed. Probably. That one but, did really well. Yeah. It's always everyone's go-to. Not mine, personally. It is up there. Right. But it's just not my number one choice. But I do love it. So, good for Breath of the Wild. I guess it earned that uh, game of the year. Uh, EA's FIFA series is now the best-selling sports franchise of all time. Oh, Interesting. I wouldn't have guessed soccer was that popular, but what do I know? You know what, though? The States is pretty much the only country that's not super into soccer or football, as it's actually called everywhere else but here. Um, So I'm not really that surprised about it, actually. I mean, I shouldn't be. I guess we're just so subjected to football and Madden and football. Well, that's what our news is here in the States. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Okay, cool. I didn't think about it like that. You've got a very good point. <laughs> there, there yeah, we're the only country the world. that doesn't really show it, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Ubisoft added a new game plus to Far Cry 5 as well as an infamous difficulty level. See, that's there that's what go. I'm not doing. I'm not no. doing that. Mm-mm. I'll play it once in normal and I'm good. But for those who want to subject themselves to that, good for you. There you go. 
Uh, new details emerged about Cyberpunk 2077, like a character customization option that seems important, from what I heard, considering that NPCs will actually react to your fashion choices. What? So I thought was, yeah, I thought nice. that was really cool. I'm so excited uh, for that game. They even said you'll have the ability to purchase new homes. So I guess you'll have different spots around the, the map and whatnot. Now, like, uh, in-game purchase or real money purchase? I'm going to assume in-game. Okay. So you're not going to... But I could be wrong. If yeah. they do that, then that's just that's terrible. I would hope they don't do that. As long as it's not a need for the game, then fine. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. But Sure. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I saw that... Uh, was it like an hour long video? Yeah, about did. forty eight minutes. Yeah, oh, I saw yeah, it was play solid. That game. I mean, I wasn't sure what I thought about it at first, and then you just start hearing bits as to who is involved, and start right. looking. And it's like, oh, all right. Well, and then and you CD Project Red has yeah. done really well with RPGs, so I'm yeah, I'm excited to see it. And it's new, so we'll see a new IP goes. finally. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Bioware also released similar information about their game Anthem, saying it will, too, feature character customization and that all post-launch story content will be free. Nice. So that's a, that's a unique spin on things. Right? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> we don't get to hear that enough nowadays. However, they didn't really specify what the price tag for this game is going to be, so they could plop down $89.99 and uh, be like, yep, it's still going to be free, though. That's fair. So, like... Those who buy the season passes where you won't have to worry about the, the storylines in the future. I got you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, that would be a low, low thing to do. So we'll see. I yeah. Know. I mean, as That's games all... start hiking so much in price now, yeah, it starts to starts to hit you in the feels when they keep upping the new release prices on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's going to be a topic for our show, <laughs> our live show, because... We, I've got some stuff to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Capcom revealed two new robot masters that will be featured in Mega Man 11. Their names are Impact Man and Bounce Man. Because that's how they roll in those games. You know? <laughs> we don't one really takes give the them, impact. <laughs> it's just like, because if you look from, from, I think it was part one and part two, they had two characters, or essentially the same character in essence. You had Fireman and Heat Man. What do they do? They shoot fire. Okay, mm -hmm. so we need another fireman. What are we going to call him? Flame Man. We <laughs> <laughs> ah, figured it out. So that's all they do. They just word man. Yeah. yeah sweet. But hey, if you want to play it right now, there's a demo available now. So uh, I think I meant to go look that up, and I never did. Mm. I'm going to have to go do that yeah. after this. Uh, let's see. If you were actually hoping... To see esports at the Olympics, well, it's not going to happen because Aww. the Olympics committee refused to consider it because of violence contained within most competitive video games. So, uh, no Fortnite at the Olympics. Yeah, you know what though? I'm fine with that. I mean, the yeah. Olympics has always been about the physical amazing yeah. feats that you can do as a human outside of these things you know so mm -hmm. i'm i'm not really sad about that actually um, at all i well, feel like that would have been that would have been like the we're gonna say it the popular category at the academy awards it's just like i ah, will give that to you because yeah, i guess that's what we need to do and then yeah i'm sure there are some people out there to be like good great we're getting 
this for the the Olympics, I'm still not going to think it's worth a damn because you're saying, okay, so we're going to give you a pity category for right. all of you other people who cannot get off your couch to work like the rest of these people mm-hmm. to do your thing. There are already competitions for video games. We don't need it in the Olympics. Right. No, I agree with this one. I, I feel like that should be a firm stance. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Ubisoft's Rayman character is going to be dropping into Brawlhalla, which I've never played, uh, which actually disappointed some gamers because some thought he was going to be in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and they feel like this is uh, dashed that hope. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. Brawlhalla seems like a, a Smash Brothers ripoff. Just from what I've seen, I could be wrong, but... Yeah, I've never played it either. I feel like I downloaded it. I intended to because it's free. And then I just never got around to it. Yeah. So. I mean, it just, eh. from what I've seen, I, I would rather just play the the yeah, real thing. Right. I hate to say it like that. It might be fun. I don't know. Hate me in the comments. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Directed uh, to P.O. Box, Stephen White. Mm-hmm. Subnautica is getting a standalone expansion called Sub-Zero. Did you ever play that? I didn't. Honestly, it didn't really look like, like, it looks like a really nice, calm, sort of relaxing game, but I, 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 I've watched it a ton. I've mm. watched it a ton, and it just doesn't look like something I personally can get into. Now, if it was, I think it's VR too, right? Like, I feel like the VR might be cool. Or were they talking uh, about VR? I don't, I don't know if they've done that. I can't speak to say yes or no. Or maybe I always said if it was in VR, it might be more interesting to me. I could be making <laughs> all of this up, but... <laughs> Comment on her as well. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I I guess I've not really seen enough of it to say yay or nay as to whether I'd want to play it. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's out there. People nah, like it. More. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Bloodborne is going to be getting a board game. How about that? What? Nice. Yeah. You know what else is getting a board game? No. Fortnite. Oh, it's going to be a, a Monopoly game. <laughs> why not? Oh, my God. Yeah. I think that was a matter of time. It was going to happen because everything becomes Monopoly. At I some don't know. Point. I kind of could see it better as like a card game. Maybe. Yeah. You can see that. I don't know. I don't uh, think I'd play it either, but. No, I'm not. <laughs> Because uh, you drop bar- the cards, you know, like you were coming in from the parachute. Yeah. And you can just fling them at each other until one, <laughs> however many paper cuts you get. I win. And they're just like, this is not the card game I thought it was going to be. No. Okay. I've trademarked that, by the way, guys. Nobody go out and yeah. steal my you, idea. You need to get it on that. <laughs> really fast. Each card says bullet, bullet, right? bullet, grenade. Wall. <laughs> just throw up yeah. cards in front oh, of your oh, face. Oh. You can't hit me when the card's here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't copyright that. That's ours. <laughs> right. uh, Party Hard 2 will drop this Halloween. Oh, nice. Did you ever play the first one? I that? did. I did. That was a very interesting game. It was. It sucked me mm, in because of the hotline, hotline Miami vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Valve may be looking into making video games again based on recent statements. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, you know, everyone's going to start saying Half-Life 3. Yeah, I think that's where everyone went immediately. Yeah. I mean, I've never opposed anybody. Make more games. Let's let's get more competition out there. Let's get some more ideas out there. You know, I mean, they've got the money to 
hire some really great developers and things like that. So that's true. I mean, they have their own exclusive platform. So I mean, we all pretty much as PC gamers probably use the crap out of Steam already. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of that and, like, maybe one or two other launchers that is your go-to for games. Yeah. So we'll see how that develops. And finally, Sony is ending all tech support for its PS2 consoles. I saw that. I thought that would have been dead already. I kind of did, too. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we were close to ending the PS3 support before, yeah. like, yeah. But no, if you have a PS2 and it's uh, on its last legs, you better get it in now because Sony's not going to support it yeah. any longer. Or you're going to just rebuy the games that's remastered for whatever this console, you know. Yeah, or have been remade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's either remade or repolished HD. Slap a new dress on that. Mm-hmm. Put it out on the next console. I know I've done it, unfortunately. Yeah. At some point, those need to just roll over. Well, if you know the I mean? backwards compatibility thing ever would have actually worked out, you know, yeah. it's just you look at all those. I, I understand the feels. You look at all your PS1, PS2 games that it's just like, oh, the only way I'll ever get to play them again, unless yeah. you're one of those that goes around, you know, probably the wrong way with an emulator or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's another topic we're going to be talking about on the show as well. Yeah. See, I'm giving you guys I, things to little, look forward to. Little hints, man. Little spoilers yeah. here or there. Little things. Uh, All right, well, I've got two more stories for you. Uh, The first, we've actually not talked about the loot box controversies for some time, mainly because I thought they'd been settled. However, with Belgium finally enforcing their loot box ban, 2K Games has been a little bit more vocal about the situation. Their senior producer of uh, NBA 2K19, Rob Jones, said in an interview that every game is always trying to get additional revenue from each of its players and argued that loot boxes aren't a straight money grab and can offer important optional additions. Uh, He used Overwatch as a prime example and also pointed out that players need the option to get ahead, mainly because some people just don't have time for the grind. Now, Jim Sterling, if any of you know who he is, pointed out very clearly in one of his videos recently about this topic that developers are responsible for that grind. Yeah. So you can't use that as an excuse. And I would 100% agree with that. Uh, 2K Games then pleaded in a letter to Belgian gamers to ask their lawmakers to rescind this decision because this changes their games and it will be an inconvenience. Oh, so like the people of Belgium are like, hey, wait, we want this? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, apparently they do. Because so usually 2K... uh, you always hear the opposite. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 2K's losing money here. You know, they can't charge them for loot boxes, and they're, they're not they're not. But gambling. does it have to be a loot box? Can't they just be like, fine, I'm purchasing this thing? I don't know. I thought the whole hubbub was that it was gambling. Like, you're spending this money, but you really don't know what you're going to get, if anything at all. I thought that mm-hmm. was the problem. That is the problem. But for, I don't understand, I think the way they view it is if they offer up this special thing immediately, that's a one-time purchase, versus the loot box system where you throw down $5, you get X amount of boxes, you might not get what you want, and then you'd be like, "Ah, go back in and grab a few more, and you just keep that cycle going. They know what they're doing. They just, you know, they're mad that someone has put an end to it. 
And I kind of feel like once this kind of gets enforced harder in Belgium, which I don't think they'll ever budge. I don't think that their plead is going to matter. So if that continues to happen across the board, eventually other countries are going to be like, you know what? I agree. I'm going to do they that like too. the second or third now country to put a they band down first, on it? I think they were the first to actually put it down, like to really enforce oh, it. And like where other countries followed okay. suit. Okay. They were the, from, from what I remember talking about last year, they were the ones to say, no, absolutely not. We're done with this. Mm-hmm. And they stirred it all up. So other, other countries and States have followed suit. So, mm. um, I don't think this is going to work out for them. No one yeah. wants loot boxes. And again, I mean, like, I guess that goes back to the thing where it's just like your own moral code, right? As far as um, in PvP games to mm-hmm. pay to win kind of thing. Like, I'm against it. I feel mm-hmm. like with PvP, it should all be based to, you know, down to your skill and what you've earned and things like that. Yeah. And if you want to change your gun from black to blue and buy that, then whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, to pay to get an advantage just because you don't want to play the game. The whole point is playing the game, right? You got to play the game. Like, play it to get better and then have fun that way instead of buying, you know, whatever gun will just take it down to two hits. It's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But again, that's up to each individual and how their conscience (laughs) plays, I guess, for them. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll move along. Uh, 24 years... After this game's release, someone unearthed a long-hidden Easter egg in the game Doom 2. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Apparently, the only way to win the game properly is to achieve 100%, which I had to think on that for a minute. It's been a long time since I played that game, Mm -hmm. and I didn't remember the 100%, and then it kind of faded back to my memory. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, something that I, I... assumed had been accomplished at this point technically never had to win the game 100 percent. you had to enter a teleporter on level 15 but it's a teleporter that doesn't work when you're there like you walk into it and nothing happens so you're just like oh okay well there have been modders and cheaters obviously that have torn apart the game they have accessed all these areas so it's been seen but no one has actually seen the proper way to go through it a YouTuber by the name of Zero Master discovered the trick and accessed this teleporter without cheating. All it takes is to be pushed into the teleporter by an enemy. And that's it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So out of all of these years, that's never accidentally happened for someone? Apparently not. Wow. Okay. And I actually kind of wondered about that, too. I was like, what if it happened and no one really knew it was that a That was the, yeah. They that's... were just like, it, they played it once, it happened, and it was like, huh. Oh, Okay. okay. And it just moved on. It's like, I well, probably would have. Yeah, because back then no one really cared. Right. <laughs> you know, it was just, today it's all about the achievements. Uh, but anyway, this news was actually so monumental to the series creator, John Romero. He actually applauded him for a job well done, mentioned it all on Twitter. He's like, this is the last Easter egg and someone finally got it. Wow. So, I, think, I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I would have yeah. imagined, would have never imagined that there was still a secret left into an old game, which... Kind of begs the question, are there other games out there that oh, we're I'm missing? Sure. Something? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because I even hear about a lot of these hidden messages hidden into the code that, mm-hmm. that, you know, hackers find. And I always found those fascinating, especially when you try to figure out what the meaning behind them 
is. Right. Because it could just be some odd little phrase or, or code or something like that. So, anyway, truth or trash time? Are truth you ready? Trash. I am. I've only got two. I've remained ignorant all week for this moment. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got two. Okay. But, I, I mean, I think they're good. Okay, first, truth or trash. Universal Orlando is developing a theme park for The Legend of Zelda. I'm going to go truth. This seems like something they would totally do. They've got the money for it. And since you just mentioned how big it was Mm -hmm. in Japan, for sure, I think that, and I actually think that would be quite cool. I'm going to say truth. All right. What, What would you envision for this? Oh, do, you, well, do you imagine it just being the land of Hyrule and a theme park? Kind of. And of course, like, let's make, you know, all of the levels that you go into, you know, which could be all of the different shops and obviously shows and obviously mm-hmm. cosplay would be happening all the way throughout. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even an arcade. Mm-hmm. So you could play the game. I think there'd be plenty of opportunities for some neat rides. And like Death those Mountain. those uh, immersive experiences, what do they call them? That like Disney's really well known for oh, and the everything. Oh, 4D theater. Yeah, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the chairs Death that Mountain. shake around and yeah. Yeah, Death Mountain needs to be the uh, roller coaster. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Okay, so truth. All right. Well, we'll see how that pans out. Okay. Uh, next one, Diablo three will release on the Nintendo Switch on the very first day of BlizzCon 2018. That would be a good good hype system to do. That mm-hmm. would... Uh, I'm, I, 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 I'll say truth. I'll say truth okay. on that one, too, because I feel like that would be a really smart marketing play. Yeah. Okay. You know, as long as you have, like, demos available and stuff there as well. Hell yeah. That's true. Do you think the Switch could run it? Well, I don't think probably the same way that it would on other systems because I think we've, you know, the the Switch it doesn't run at the same speeds and stuff because of just mm. the internal makings of it, but I think they could get a version of it to work. And I sure. think with the Switch too, like that yeah. that could be cool, more interactive. You got the yeah. Wii things to or no, I called it Wii. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're going thing. back to the Wii. I used to have a Wii. Um, but yeah, the, the Joy Cons. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, to do your shooting and blocking or whatever. Yeah, mm. that could be cool. Okay. Dangerous. But Well, there you go. There's your truth or trash. Now it's time for some weird news. Mm. I've got, uh, oh boy, some of this <laughs> stuff, I'm telling you. Okay, so we were talking about PAX West uh, earlier. And uh, if you actually attended PAX West and you let it be known that you were a fan of Fortnite, everybody's favorite game, then it was a good bet you got yourself an exclusive code for an in-game spray. Okay. I don't know what the spray does. Yeah, I know. What is it? Beats me. I don't know. But it's there's a spray. Now, if you're one of the unlucky few who didn't get one, and or maybe you didn't attend PAX West at all, but you must have this item. You can go to eBay right now and get one for a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because why not? Because humans. <laughs> I want to I want to meet someone who paid $100 for the spray. Might be the same one up. who paid 15 grand for the PS3, you know, yeah. back when they were never going to create anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I know you can't see my sarcasm face at home, but it's clearly coming through. <laughs> but yeah, don't don't be a schmuck. Yeah, I mean, is a spray really worth a hundred bucks? I if mean, you've just on. got fu money, then you know what? More power yeah, to go. you, man. <laughs> I mean, if that makes you feel better and and just higher than mighty, I don't know. Fine. Yeah. Uh, next thing I've got. While we're on the subject of Battle Royale games, it's widely known that they are the new gaming fad everyone has to throw their hat into. And uh, with many trying their hand at it, there's a point where I kind of feel like you really can't tell one from the other. They're just the mm. same. Shoot em and things and whatnot. So, case in point, Last Tide. This is a Battle Royale shooter that takes you underwater against your friends. And you have to fend off Sharks as well. So you're shooting underwater, you're collecting and, and gathering underwater, but you're also being hunted by sharks. Can I throw a starfish? I don't know, but we should throw that in there. We need as to at a, least put that in there as an idea, yeah. you know. Ninja starfish. Wow. <laughs> but, I mean, all the, all the tropes for these kind of games are there. It's just with sharks. And okay. For whatever reason, when I'm envisioning this in my head, it looks so poor. Like a poorly made, cheap, rush job. So we've of a just game. got an idea right now, right? We have no screen captures or anything of this. There could be. Okay. I'm not going to swear to it, but I'm going to assume it's well within the production phase where they know what they've got going on, that they have something. Okay. But I didn't, I didn't look any up. I just, that's what I see in my head a cheap, terrible garbage game i could be wrong this could be the next Fortnite. this could be the next (laughs) you're just gonna say like i never would have seen Fortnite taking off the way that it did either but that's just different strokes different folks you know and that's that's one of the things that just it blows my mind when i look back on this show last year when we were first starting Mm -hmm. because it was it was all PUBG, and yeah we had we had little john taylor sitting there going Fortnite, dude Fortnite, and we're like Okay, not believing a word, and he was on it, and now wow. here we are. It just it blows my mind. I never would have guessed. So everybody, you start off on a ship, and then you have to scuba dive at a particular time, or do you still or, skydive in? I'm just gonna assume you fall into <laughs> the ocean, or, or maybe you start off in a submarine, and then you release yourself at the right time. Okay, yeah, it could work. I mean, there's got to be a way you get in the water. And uh, with these games, I don't really imagine. There's you just a lot hatch of... from an egg in the water, yeah. <laughs> a random place. Born in the water. <laughs> I want to so. be where the people are. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. But yeah, so we'll keep our eyes on this. We'll we'll let you know what we think of this weird <laughs> thing. Uh, and but again, you thought we're done talking about battle royale? or Battle Royale games. Never. Think again. No, because this time we're looking at the granddaddy that we just talked about, PUBG. If you're still enjoying this game, which I don't think anyone is, but hey, I don't know. I don't, I've never played it. Probably got their diehard uh, people. The, the, uh, the team at uh, Xbox Australia may have something special for you if you're looking for something unique. They are creating a limited edition controller complete with a urethane coat that makes it impervious to scratches, water, and wouldn't you know, 
even chicken grease. Chicken grease? Yeah, because it's all about that chicken dinner, right? (laughs) I didn't even make the connection until you said that. (laughs) So if you want a chance at one of the 200 being made, then you got to head over to their Facebook page and enter for a chance to win. Now, my first thought looking into this was what human being is actually playing this game while eating a bucket of chicken, and then I remember the world we live in, and I said, no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so I can just see, i got to get my chicken, and I'm just trying to work two hands. and Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But chicken yeah. grease. I, I just feel like there was probably way too many posts like, man, my controller just keeps getting all slippery. If they only made like something that I could just like keep a hold of this thing while I'm playing. And then these guys were like, you know what? We got something here. They should have, instead of making letting people win, they should have just been, hey, we're just going to set this out here. Limited edition run with a high price tag and see what happens. I guarantee you that it sold them all. Oh, I'm sure. And throw in the random chance for like a KFC gift card. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We that. like to eat. Good job, guys. Yeah. All right. It is time for... I'd buy that for a dollar. A whole dollar, American? A whole dollar. I'm going to see if I can sell this wonderful little item to you. Okay. Now, I've asked this question on the show before, but not to you. Mm -hmm. Do you like Fallout? I do. Okay, good. Of course you do. Who doesn't? Now, what about rum? Do you like rum? Drinking rum? Big fan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what if I could combine these two things together? Would that interest you? I'm already, like, sold. Just take my money. Okay. What do I got to do? (laughs) I'm going to to present to you Nuka Dark Rum, an alcoholic take on Nuka-Cola developed from a partnership by Bethesda and the Silver Screen Bottling Company. Now, checking in with an ABV percentage of 35... This drink will temporarily increase your strength and endurance by one, but drops your perception equally by one. Chilled or room temp, it doesn't matter how you take it, this classic tropical rum exhibits flavors of molasses and vanilla with notes of coconut, perfect for sipping or mixing with your favorite cocktail. Might I suggest a Nuka Mai Tai or even a Nuka Painkiller? Or a, a, a Nuka Rum Runner? Now, sealed within a 750 milliliter dark rocket ship bottle, this 70-proof masterpiece is perfect for rum connoisseurs and Fallout fans alike. And you can get yours side-by-side with the release of Fallout 76 on November 14th. How much would you pay? Okay, well, do we know, is it like a full-sized bottle? Like a, like a 750? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say $30. You're going to have to fork out $79.99. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I mean, you're getting the bottle. I. That's true. It is, what, a you're collector's edition bottle? Mm-hmm. I, could, I, I could see that price, I guess. But you said it comes out with Fallout 76 or like a bonus well, pre-order thing? Side. Side oh, side, side by side. You, okay. Yeah, you can go get the game, and then you can go down to your liquor store and grab this, too. Okay, Maybe. so that's like a $200 day. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you it's know true. what? Like, I don't feel like that's unreasonable, I guess, for 
things nowadays and having the collector's edition bottle. I don't know that I would right away. No, I, I definitely would not. If I paid $80 for something like that, it's going to last for a while. Right. Like, I feel like I would never want to open it. Right. I mean, you you want to try it, but it was like, I paid 80 bucks for that, and I don't want to waste it. It's like it. those old um, Jim Beam bottles that they used to have mm-hmm. back in like the 70s or whatever, where they had the really cool different designs on them. Like, yeah. my dad used to collect a ton of those, but none of them were ever opened. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much the going rate in the 70s would have been for something like that. It was Jim Beam after all, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, All right. Well, so you're gonna. So I, I would, I would buy it for twenty five dollars. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna pay. All right. So I don't know that I would pay eighty. Food. No, I don't know that I would. We'll find you some Nuka uh, uh, schnapps. There we go. go. Like if there's some like underground selling of this or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's cut with the rum. Right. So, all right. Uh, let's get into some release dates. We got a quite a few here. Uh, on September 11th, we have Boundless for the PS4, NHL 19 for Xbox One, V Rally 4 for PS4 and Xbox One, Nefarious for PS4. Why does that sound familiar? I know. I was just going to say, I feel like I don't know that. I have one. to look that up because that does sound familiar to me. It does to me. Hmm. Uh, Sims 4 Get Together DLC for PS4. Then on September 12th, we have Stay finally coming to PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation Vita. We recommend that. Go get that game, guys. Go and get if, it. If you haven't seen our review and our, our interview with the, uh, the, the devs, you can go yeah. to our YouTube page and see that right now. In case you were ever curious on whether or not you want to get it. We're just going to sell it right now. Uh, but there are some other games you might want to look at on September 12th, so I'll get to those as well. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor <laughs> schlobs sharing the release yeah. date. There's Construction Simulator 2 for uh, Xbox One. Grandpa and the Zombies for Nintendo Switch. Shadow of the Tomb Raider for PS4 and Xbox One. And I know that might be the bigger deal that I'm day, excited but... for that one. I am. Yeah. Adios Amigos for Xbox One and PC. And uh, this is the game everyone is waiting for. Super Seducer 2 for oh, PC. Oh, yeah. Uh, Time Carnage for Nintendo Switch and PC. Pinball FX3 Star Wars Pinball Solo Pack DLC for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Then Revenant Dogma for Xbox One. Then we move on to the 13th. We have SNK Hero or Heroines Tag Team Frenzy Thief Arthur. These names. So long. PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Neon Wall for Xbox One and PC. Danger Mouse, the Danger Games for Nintendo Switch. I wonder if that's like Danger Mouse, the cartoon. You remember that? Oh, Did you remember that? Yeah, Danger that Mouse. could actually be fun. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Danger Mouse, yeah. Uh, a Hat in Time sealed the deal for PC. Have we played that? Have you played that? I have it actually. <laughs> I've not. Sounds familiar too. I've not opened it up yet. Ah. Um, it's gotten really great reviews. I got it like on a humble bundle or something. I still yet to play it. Backlog is real. Yeah. Uh, the Spectrum Retreat for Nintendo Switch. In fact, a lot of these are for the Nintendo Switch, so I, I might bundle them in. Uh, Seren Kagun... Here we go. Seren Kagura Reflections. Reflex with an X. Ah. Reflections. Reflections. So reflex. 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 I don't know. 
for the Nintendo Switch, Doling's Arcade for the Nintendo Switch, Surgeon Simulator CPR for the Nintendo Switch, Defunct for the Nintendo Switch. I've got to slow down. <laughs> Old School Musical for Nintendo Switch and PC. Ooh. And then the rest of these are for the Nintendo Switch, just so you know. I'm not going to, that way I don't have to keep cutting through this. Nefarious, the another version of that Reflections game, Sarah, I'm not going to say it again. Super Dungeon Tactics, Bastion, Shadow Fight 2, The Warlock of Firetop Mountain, and Wasteland 2, all for the Nintendo Switch. So there you go. Nice. Nice time to have a Switch. Yeah. Now for the September, or for September 14th, not the September 14th, because that just sounds stupid, uh, we have Shadow of the Tomb Raider for PC. Then we have uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna, the Golden Country DLC for Nintendo Switch. Black Clover Quartet Knights for PS4 and PC. Raised for Xbox One and PC. NHL 19 for PS4. Nefarious for Xbox One. And the newest Nintendo Labo, the Toy-Con Vehicle Kit 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, those little Labo things look cute. I wouldn't yeah, buy it, but they look cute. I wouldn't. I, I think it's really one of those, it's meant for children. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I feel like they would benefit more with their imagination and enjoying it than an adult would. Because when I hear adults play it, they're like, this is stupid. It's not meant for you. No. Stop. Go back to your other games. Stop playing. Except for those people who, like, were creating their own stuff. That was when I first heard about the Labo. That was what I was most excited to see. The the, the genius for people who, like, we're not buying your thing, but we're concocting our own thing that'll work with the same technology. Now, that was what was really cool to see. And they did did give players that option, did they not? I, you know, I didn't look into it enough. I'm, I'm sure there's something to do with, the way that the cardboard was cut out to work with whatever the program is that you've got to put in there for it to respond mm. to it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's fun for some people. Not for me. Yeah. Now it's time for what the hell did you just say? Now this is our uh, all PC games for those who might not remember. These are all PC games. You have to tell me Lace as the game goes, what this game is. All right, so here we go. Shooter game. Oh, that's it. That's the title. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like a Betty's beer bar. Okay. And you keep throwing the shots down there, and mm-hmm. you just keep taking these shots as little shooters until eventually the screen gets too blurry and what would be your first person falling over in first person view. Nice. I would have imagined you would have went with guns, but... Well, I figured that was the easy way out. Like, there's no way you're just going to name it Shooter Game and then go into it with a shooting game expectation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to throw a curveball. Hey, you did good. Mad Restaurant People. Mad Restaurant People. I guess the easy one would be you're trying... It's kind of like a diner dash, maybe. And, like, Mm -hmm. but the people are, of course, on a very short time frame. And so they're getting angry and, like, little, you know, wing dings all peer above their heads like it's supposed to be expletives while they throw things at the server to hurry up and get the food out main character simulator oh i feel like this would just be like a paper doll kind of simulator thing where you're just like (laughs) creating your protagonist to the details and what kind of traits that they would have and then that's it 
I would probably say you're right. <laughs> and I would think maybe it would be cool if they had like face rig integration, though. Mm-hmm. That Good would be thought. cool. Oh, yeah. Love game. Love game. So like a dating simulator, I guess. Could dating be. simulator, but it's only in the springtime. Mm. Oh, you, just in the spring? Yeah, but the, <laughs> but I mean, the challenge would have to be you only fall in love when it's like a specific time of the day, maybe like after a rain, um, walking through the park. You know, like in Stardew Valley, you have to have the prism shard and all this kind of stuff before you can get married. You know, there's got to be some mm. challenge. All right. Now, this one, you're going to have to bear with me on this one. Okay. Kiev from dusk till dawn, Lenovo Explorer. Oh, my God. So it's probably like a horrible ripoff of the George Clooney movie. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But, of course, Kiev is the uh, protagonist. What was the last part of that? Lenovo Explorer. Oh, Oh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) So, in, in other words, Kiev is now the vampire portion of this game. And so you're now exploring to try to find all of the humans that you can feed upon. Where humans shouldn't go. Oh, um, underwater for a battle royale game. <laughs> so last <Sorry>. eye. <laughs> <laughs> Intelligence dogs. Intelligence dogs. Oh, so it's like a, like a, um, dog PD, right? So, and you're constantly on the hunt for like the cat uh, doing the the criminal deeds, so you're looking for the cat nabbers and um, all of the catnip sellers in the back alleyways, and so your job is to break down the horrible kitten mafia, and <laughs> fair enough. But only you only play as bulldogs because clearly only, they would be bulldogs. the enforcers. Yeah, sure. Pixel Royale. I hope it's not another actual battle royale, but with pixels that you're just dropping everywhere, eight bits at a time. Although I I, I, I probably would play that for like 10 minutes. Eh, maybe. Kind of like those like ball blaster games, but it's with pixels mm-hmm. down on the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Bummertown. Aw, it's just a bunch of people who are really sad and drinking at a bar sharing stories. And so the the bummer town is the bartender is the one who's mm-hmm. like completely bummed because they're just having to listen to this all day long. Mm-hmm. Steven the sperm. <laughs> um, just trying to be the one that makes it, I guess. <laughs> and then when he gets there, like clearly it's Steven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Steven's the one who made it, man. It's a battle royale in the womb. <laughs> Cube full of minds. Cube full of minds. Ew. To me, this sounds like it would be a puzzle game. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe, like, those um, old ones that were on the Nintendo DS or something where it's training your brain to do a bunch of different po- problems. So, probably, like, spatial awareness type of a puzzle game. hmm So, you're just seeing boxes and you have all these different shapes and you've got to try to figure out in the least amount of moves how to get it all to fit in whatever shape they give you. J.J. Boom. J.J. Boom. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
I know what I want to say, but it's controversial and I won't. So um, <laughs> he's a very good sharpshooter, JJ, that guy. And um, every time he his aim is perfect at the burn barrels, it just goes boom. I like it. Boobs puzzle. Boobs puzzle. Um, is it just a bunch of like backwoods dudes? They're the boobs, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You know sitting around in the back trying to get all of the beer cans to fit back into the case. Could be, yeah. <laughs> See, I went uh, a different route there. Yeah, you did. You're, you're, you're taking it in a whole new direction. I love it. <laughs> Maybe I'm uh, playing the game wrong. I don't know. No, no, no. I want to I hear the craziest answers you can come up with because we don't know what these games are. That's the beauty of this. Yeah. Mochi Mochi. Oh, it probably would help if I actually knew what those words meant, huh? Probably. Um, Mochi, mochi, um, a, a sushi restaurant simulator because mo- mochi sounds like it could be a type of sushi, and you have to um, earn points to get all of the different accoutrements it takes to make sushi and get it out in a um, timely fashion. Okay, mochi sushi. That's a tongue twister. Yes, <laughs> mochi sushi, sushi. BFF or die. Oh, man, it's, you're constantly t- talking to your friends to make them your BFF under duress, though. So it's like you you have to be my friend or this is the end of the line. So probably one of those that people would get mad about and write steam and tell them to take it down. Jump and run, don't fall. Jump and run and don't fall. So it's a platformer, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say 2D platformer um and there's maybe some air drifts that keep pushing you down and so you've got to learn how to time it and get through whilst you're running without falling off of any of the pieces of environment that they give you okay this next one is kind of a mouthful every pause is a comma just so you know okay angel and devil ninja sushi tempura panda and the statue of liberty Jeez. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I feel like that there's there's way too many different angles you could go with that. So maybe it's Ninja Angels okay. who gets their power from eating the best sushi, probably for Moochie Moochie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, Panda is your sidekick. And um, you are fighting the evil that's in whatever town you probably just said. To convert them all to the best sushi makers that heaven can afford. Okay. <laughs> I'll it. Sunny Shine Funland. Sunny Shine Funland. Ooh, this seems like a theme park kind of um, like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's ish kind of thing, though, because it has too happy of a title for it mm-hmm. to actually be a happy game. So I'm going to say it's one of those like jump scare. Um, showbiz pizza robots kind of fun land i like it axis football 2018 axis football yeah not like axes or axis axis as in the worst possible way to say that okay (laughs) axis football so um it's just one guy in the middle of a field with a circle around it and you've got to judge how far you want to spread the circle, which is determining of how much power that he has to kick the football into the goal. So kind of a geometry fun game, too, while you're at yeah, it. Clever. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> Jay Walker. Jay Walker. Oh, man. So I, I'm envisioning 
Nah, uh-huh. it's not, not so J comma Walker. No, as in his name, J Walker. Oh, okay. Oh man, see, I was totally gonna go with like what was that Frogger game? But he mm. had to make sure that he never crossed at crosswalks. Um, mm. which screw it, that's what it's about. And like the whole game is, I think you're actually the driver, and you're going to try to make sure that you always hit him, so he will learn his lesson to walk the extra four feet to the crosswalk, which was probably to his left. <laughs> <laughs> Not I that did. I have I'm bitter about walkers in a large no, city nothing. or anything like that, you know. All right. Well, that was our uh, what the hell did you just say? So now it's time for our game review. And what are we talking about? We're talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Tell me now, about it. Now, I, I didn't have the appropriate time to, to usually make my eloquent reviews, uh, so you'll forgive me if it doesn't seem as structured. However, with this game... For what it is, I, I feel like I could talk about it at length without really thinking about it. Just, it's it's just packed with so much goodness that I feel like that a lot of it's probably already been revealed before you even get to what I'm going to say about it, what I'm, I'm going to just talk about. So I'm going to try to focus on the basics on what I feel makes it great, you know, from, from what I got to experience out of it. Now, have you had a chance to play it yet? I have not. No, I've watched, you watched very anything? little. Very little. Very okay. little. So you're gonna kind of be on this with me, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to make a conscious effort not to spoil anything that could be considered that. But I just really want to talk about the game as a as a whole in general. Um, first, let's talk about the story because I I feel like this is what's gonna be the thing that a lot of people are going to remember outside of a lot of other elements to it because this is a spider-man tale being told in a way that's unconventional to what we are commonly given most franchises focus on a young and experienced or just starting spider-man whereas this story thrusts us in a story where peter parker has been spider-man for eight years so this seems about right for an average comic book reader but everyone else, that's a lot of baggage that might seem daunting. So you have all these villains and all these histories and stories of all these characters. So you might think, ah, you know, I don't know if I want to get into that. But if you're familiar with the character in any way, I feel like it's not that big of a deal. You know, and I don't even feel like that the way that they present this story carries a lot of that baggage and a lot of that weight. You know, you, you still are kind of introduced to these characters but the story still seems like a stepping stone into a new world for this character. So almost like the right time to jump in. Okay. So, but even with, uh, you know, certain character changes uh, and tweaks to their origins, because there's a way that I, I feel like people view characters like Mary Jane and Aunt May. They have this this one vision of who they are. You know, I think... Aunt May gets the the biggest uh, tweak because everyone sees her as the silver-haired old, you know, lady who who can't do for herself and is always, oh, I'm sick, I gotta go, and Peter's gotta go take care of her. I think that became such a trope that everyone just is used to that. So now when we see these new takes on Aunt May, it's, it's nice, you know, because you're like, yeah, that's who she should be. She shouldn't be some frail old lady. She should be a woman that can do for herself. So they've and, created a nice evolution of the character. 
Exactly. I mean, even in other elements that you've seen in other takes, uh, I think the very first time it was really tweaked as far as comics go is when they did an ultimate Spider-Man storyline. So they kind of uh, revitalized the characters in some way. And she, she really in that, I feel like that's where a lot of people are taking their inspiration from now is they see what she was there where she was a strong-willed woman who could still work, you know, even after Uncle Ben died, she was like, I've, I've got to take care of this house. i got to go to work. i got to do something. i got to take care of you, Peter, because you're just a kid. And despite that they have this relationship where he's wanting to take care of her and vice versa, she's always finding ways to better herself and, and not just kind of live in the past and be like, well, I can't do anything because my husband's dead and what am I going to do? She's like, no, I've got to live. i got to go out in there and do stuff. So I, I see a lot of creators who are writing these stories now for her take inspiration from that they just say yeah why why can't she so i love i love these takes on her uh mary jane she's she's always been one of those characters that when they make changes to her it's it's jarring but i feel like it's it's a step in the right direction even though that here i'm not sure that i would have went this way um because in in the past in comics she's been you know a, a supermodel she's been an actress and stuff like that so she's always been you know the pretty girl and she's looking for the the limelight and all this stuff and i guess that that kind of worked for the time but here they're trying to give her a reason to be involved in peter's life so now she's a reporter for the bugle okay <clears throat> and and i wouldn't say that this is a bad thing but there's that parallel to another hero which is what popped into my mind yeah yeah so now she seems like his lowest lane and there was even a a moment where they kind of ran into each other in the story where he's spider-man and she's she knows i'll go ahead that's i was just gonna ask that yeah yeah minor spoiler she already knows there was there was some similarity to that well i'm here doing this and then he's like, well, you need to kind of get the whole suit. You know, the hero's trying to protect his his lady. And that, that whole dynamic was there. And again, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just... Too similar. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that as the story progresses, it will not seem very much like Superman and Lois Lane. But that was a lot of what I kind of derived from that interaction. Okay. Now, in this one, they... Is it rumors? Did they make her a playable character? She was. Okay. The, the, the very first time that you uh, you run into her, you kind of have a flashback, and it's to just a few moments earlier, and then you actually get to play as her, and it's more like stealth missions, I guess, would be the best way to go about it, because you're you're giving control of her, and you're you're looking around, trying to take pictures of this museum for a story. And then eventually, she's actually there for another reason. So once she's starting to get outed, she has to try and sneak her way through uh, to find the evidence she's looking for for the story. So That's kind of cool. It, yeah, it does. It adds like a whole new element to the game that it just it, it changes things up. So you're not just you know, zipping around New York the whole time. Adding like another dimension to the gameplay. So that kind of break up the monotony of just being Spider-Man. I right. can dig it. Mm. So I really, I, I kind of dug that. But now, like I said, as far as the changes and stuff, I feel like being a lifelong Spidey fan here really pays off. 
but I, I'm not saying in a way that if you've never really been a fan, you're not going to appreciate what's going on. I just feel like that they, they had these little things and Easter eggs that they put in there for, for long-time fans, a hardcore, just little things, you know, where you can pick up on and go, like, I, I see what you did there. Like, there was a, a bit of dialogue I remember that I thought was clever because it's, it could easily be a passable line that you could just forget, you know what I mean? But if you know what they're referencing to in the, the dialogue, you'd be like, I see what you did. But it was, um, he was talking to one of the other characters, a brand new character to uh, the series, not to the game, just in Spider-Man mythos in general. Uh, her name's Yuri uh, Wantanabe. She's been a recent addition to the comics. She's a police detective. She may be something else here. But anyway, she uh, she was asked Spider-Man for some help. He comes and talks to her, stuff like that. And she was mentioning she had to go to a uh, an event or something like that. And he's like, oh, and you wanted me as your plus one? And she's like, oh, do you have a black and white suit? And they just leave it. And you're like, ah, okay. Okay, I see what you did. So little things like that I thought were, were great. And uh, I'm sure there are tons more. I've heard about little things. I've been keeping my eyes open for little things. But uh, I still feel like I've... I've barely scratched the surface of what I could find in this game. Now, I've already been kind of talking about the cast. You know, we've got Aunt May, we've got Mary Jane Watson. J. Jonah Jameson is in the game, and he shows up as a, uh, like a radio broadcaster. I, I really feel like they are kind of channeling Alex Jones for him. Oh no! Okay. Because he's 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 on his radio. He's like, I hate Spider-Man. I'm gonna tell you all the things that are wrong with Spider-Man. And what? And and this was one of those moments as a Spider-Man fan that I just I felt like paid off in such a way that I, I didn't even realize it was going to. Okay. But he was sitting there, you know, complaining and bad mouthing on his radio show. And this happens just randomly as you're swinging along doing stuff throughout the city. And he uh, he started complaining. He's like. You know, Spider-Man, you know, everyone's saying that someone called in and said, you know, we've got all these villains and stuff like that. They're showing up in the city. And if we didn't have Spider-Man, you know, who knows what could have happened? And he's like, ah, no, no, I think, I think it's because Spider-Man's here. They are being attracted. So it's Spider-Man's fault. We have all these villains and so on and so forth. And in my head, I said, well, you're one to talk, you son of a bitch. I said, you're the one that created the Scorpion or at least helped fund it. And that's, I just said that in my head and just kind of went and went and played it. And then a mere few minutes later, he gets back on the radio and is like, now we've had people calling in and saying, well, you have, you know, you had your hand in this and there was all this lawsuits and mentioned the exact same thing I was thinking. I was like, damn, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> They're really so nice they, touch. They there you go. That. Yeah. So that was awesome. So yeah, just little things like that. We've got other characters that I've yet to run into. Uh, we've seen in the trailers like Miles Morales. I'm excited to see where he really falls into this. Uh, there's another character, Martin Lee. He seems like a great character. I, I know already from comics where he's gonna go. So I'm curious to see how they go down that road with that character. So the uh, there were a few surprise characters. There's one in particular that I feel like I should have known was going to be there, but they didn't show him any of the promo materials, and he was one of the first characters you run into, and I was like, I like what you're doing here. I love what you're doing with this. So I won't say who that is, but 
if, if you're a fan, you'll be giddy. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. The main draw of this game, I mean, granted, if you've seen the trailers, the graphics, they look great. Don't don't worry about all that puddle game. Puddles not, be damned, and, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. Really? I've seen puddles, and I'm not really looking for them, but I'm like, oh, look, there's a puddle. But the main draw to this game, I feel like, is do you feel like Spider-Man? You know, anytime one of these games come out, you want to know, do you get that experience to be Spider-Man? And I feel like every incarnation that has come about before this one, they've done an admirable job. I mean, the video game adaptation of Spider-Man 2, I think it was by Treyarch, they, they really did, they set the standard, I feel like. You know, because when they did that, there was... The Spider-Man game that came before that one, it was a level-based kind of game. You know, you you had your, your setups, your things, and that was it. And then 2 comes around, and they're like, no, we're going to sandbox this game, and you get to be Spider-Man. I and actually I, remember playing that one. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I remember before it came out, I think I was reading Game Informer or one of those magazines, and they were talking about it. And my mind just, I couldn't comprehend it. Because it was like, I get to do this? You're not lying to me? I'm going to be able to swing, swing through Swing through, city? yeah. So as I'm just reading this, and I mean, my excitement just went through the roof. Because it was like, if they do this, this is going to be amazing. And I guess I had just like little seeds of doubt. Like maybe it's not going to meet those expectations. But I was still there. And I went out and bought it that day. And sure enough, it was just unlike anything I'd ever experienced. Because I was there leaping off buildings and just swinging. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I fantastic. wasted so much time just doing that. Well, wasted, I guess, is and to each really, their own. But that, I yeah. spent a lot of time mm-hmm. doing that. But what I feel like happened here is that Insomniac took the lessons learned from all these other games. They, they knew what worked and what didn't. And then they only improved upon it. But then they tweaked it and added new rules to the playbook on what you could really do. Because there were just things about how you swing in New York City that just are amazing. And I keep saying that, and I, I don't mean that to be like, ah, oh, amazing Spider-Man. It's just, I, I don't know another word to really nail it down. Because when you're swinging through the city... They found a way to make it seamless that no matter what you do, you can keep going. Always the momentum is moving because the the mechanics of it, the, the physics behind it, you're always attached to something. So imagine trying to swing through Central Park. It's not as easy as you might think. Right, yeah. It's not. So you've got you've to find a way to kind of keep your momentum going. I fell into puddles of water numerous times, and I don't mean like the little puddles that people were mad about. I'm talking about the big... They'll just ponds. delete those ponds, don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just mean like the ponds in Central Park. There, I got it's frustrated. It's a joke for like those of you at home. I did yes. it. But, but if you're in a well-rounded area that you've got plenty to swing from, imagine this. This happened by sheer accident. and it, I mean, I had to stop for a minute going, I can't believe I just did that and it just blew my mind. I'm swinging. Okay, and I'll. This is not all in the same area, but just to kind of give you an idea, you're swinging one spot to the other. You can go near the ground, kind of swing through cars or near them, stuff like that, kind of give you that that dynamic element to it. 
you have to turn a corner around a building. You kind of swing toward the building. He immediately starts running on the building. You'll turn the corner of the building. He'll web and cut the corner, and you're still going. Oh, sweet. You're never slowed down. So you just keep that going, keep that going. And I started going up through the buildings. And you know that New York has those big water towers and stuff like that, okay? I was coming up on one. And I was like, uh, I'm going to either leap on top of it or something like that. I don't know. I nailed it to the point that he leapt through the water tower, the bottom of what? the water tower. Yeah. Like- and I was, I didn't expect that. I thought he would leap over it or something. He went through it. And I was like, oh, my oh, God. That that's such so a nice amazing. touch. Yeah. <sighs> so just little things like that about how they keep your momentum going, how they do this. It was just, oh, my God. And okay, it makes now I want to f- play it. Yeah. Yeah, you just you you feel like Spider-Man in such a way that I just I can't even imagine. And then of course the music that swells up every time you go into the to the air, the music just kicks in. It's like it's your web swing music. So it'll automatically start once you get going, once you get moving. Uh, and it's good, but I kind of feel like it reminisces to like the Avengers in a way, and. It, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing by any means, but I also feel like that that's they had an opportunity to kind of create their own unique theme versus lifting from something that had already been done prior. So it's not it's not it's just a minor quibble. It's like you you could have really done something amazing here with that, but it, it's it's nothing. It's I mean it's still a good score that kind of works with your gameplay. So I'm not complaining about that to the point where it's like, I, just, I can't swing like this. But when you start swinging, I'll be honest with you, when I started playing it and they gave me free reign to swing and explore, the first thing I did after I uh, kind of got into the grounded area where they allowed me to free reign is I explored all of New York. I found every landmark and every backpack before I did any more story. And I enjoyed every minute of it. I bet, yeah. Because I was just like, well, let's explore. And I just swung through the city, stopping crimes and just finding all this stuff. So I unlocked so much <laughs> previously, but that's it. That story goes super smooth for you now then. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it might. But that's, that's one of the things I do. I can't help it. I like to explore. If you give me side quests and side things to do before the story, I'm going to do that and then I'll come back to the story. Right. You want to keep the story going, then just give me the story as a well, whole. Well, you may not be able to do that side quest later on in the story either. That's how I feel, so I'm like, i got to do it now. Exactly. You never know when it's going to stop. And that was actually something I actually learned while I was doing that. Now, as I progress through the story, obviously new quests start to pop up. And for each thing that you do, mind you, and this will kind of lead into my next segment, uh, you get tokens. So if you find a backpack, you get a backpack token. If you stop a crime, you get a crime token. Uh, there's research tokens and landmark tokens. There might have been another one. I can't remember. But all these are meant as collectibles to then turn uh, for purchasing upgrades and things like that. And then you even have gadgets and stuff like that and costumes, which I'll get to in a moment because I do want to talk about those. But as I was doing all this stuff, I thought once they're there, I can just do them all. But I found out is once I got handed another side quest collectible, I guess it would be more collectible, is you have to start uh, 
finding these, these little research outposts. And I thought I would just be able to do them all. Well, at some point they actually put some restrictions on me, which I was a little, a little frustrated at, but I was like, okay, well, fair enough. Because it was like, you got to have this upgrade or you got to have this power, stuff like that before you can do it. And I was like, all right, well, I'll come back to it. It gives me something to do later. So I'm not just breezing through it now. So, but I, I wasn't 100% completely angry about it, but I was kind of in this mode where I was like, oh, I just wanted to get all I'm this done I'm in the mood now. to do it now. Yeah. Just wanted to do it now. But anyway, like I said, you get tokens and all this leads to one of my favorite aspects of the game, costumes. Okay. Now you granted you have gadgets. I mean, you can upgrade your webbing, which... I thought it was kind of a clever way to go about it because this this harkens back to something I'm I've always been a big proponent of. Spider-Man needs web shooters. Period. No organic webbing crap like that. We need web shooters because now, granted, when you're webbing, you're I mean you're always fine. You always have web fluid and whatnot, so you you never have to stop. In combat, however, you can use your webbing and you can run out at some point. Now it'll charge back up, but you can run out so it'll kind of keep you on your toes so say you're punching this guy over here punching that guy over there and then you turn and then you start webbing up a guy and maybe you go and turn web up another guy then you're out so you've got to wait for it to kind of recharge or reload if you kind of go by the mythos so you've got to kind of keep your combat going okay and that's another thing i'll even talk about that before i even get into the costume <laughs> so combat i haven't talked about combat combat who man it's uh Hmm. It's a very fluid, I would even say more, I know a lot of people are going to kind of say it's a lot like Batman Arkham and stuff like that. I was going to say, like I've heard they, it referenced to that a lot. I feel like they improved on that in such a way that only Spider-Man could pull this off. Because the way Batman moves in those games, I know it kind of works, but it's not Batman you know what I mean? Kind of in that way. Here, the way they've implemented it, it's all Spider-Man. You could see him doing every single thing that happens. And at first, there was... I had some struggles in the first level, which, I mean, it kind of blew my mind because I was like, am I just... Am I, am I being slow? Am I, am I having trouble here? Because the, one of the first bosses you fight will be the Kingpin, and you've got all these you know guys on you. And... I just wasn't adapt to it yet, you know, because you've got button press after button press and all these buttons that do things to kind of stop your, your enemies and I was still trying to get used to it. So I, I died a few times and I was like, what am I doing wrong? What am I, what am I doing wrong here? And it was frustrating. But as I play and I continue to find these large groups, I've gotten so much better that it seems like it's a second nature. Like I know that I'm going to punch this guy i'm gonna come in i'm gonna kick this guy i'm gonna web that guy to the wall i'm gonna come over here i'm gonna swing him and i'm gonna grab that and causing you to learn how to play yeah learn how to be spider-man as if my brain has just figured out how i'm gonna take care of seven or eight different guys on screen at the same time some either running at me with a, a pipe some shooting guns at me whatever it is i'm gonna take them down and i'm not gonna get hit and you know it might not always work out that way but my brain is starting to figure that out as I approach a situation. I'm already going to figure it out. One of the, the bigger issues that I had, and I think that's where this kind of became a problem with that fight with the Kingpin, is you, you've got these big brawlers, 
and you can't just take them down. They're the guys that you punch and punch, and they'll just take the punch, and then they'll smack you around like you're a rag doll. And that's frustrating because that's what you're doing with everybody else. So you have to kind of change tactics with the big guy. And then he not only uh, attacks you, but he charges you like a tank, and then that takes off a lot of damage. So he'll continue to do that. So you've got to keep moving. you got to keep moving. you got to, you know, try to stay away from him. But, yeah, they, they gave me a lot of trouble because I got two crapped up on me, like, it, you know, several times when I'd be trying to stop a crime. And I was like, what am I doing? Why can't I just do it? And then somewhere down the line, I figured it out. Like, my brain said, all right, look, this is what you're going to have to do. Keep moving and then just keep you know find a way to disable them come up behind them whatever you got to do but just keep moving don't let up keep moving and you'll get them eventually and it's gotten to that point where it, it's, it all becomes second nature no matter how intimidating it seems with all the buttons they all feel intuitive at some point because you look around and you'll observe as you're fighting and you can just figure it out you're just like i got i know what i got to do so combat is fantastic there was a lot of thought put into it yes absolutely but anyway uh costumes i was going to get into costumes now we've seen you know tons of costumes if you're a fan of this you know spider-man over 50 years plus that he's been around there have been numerous costumes which didn't actually happen at first but i think after they did the venom costume then it was like well shit we can do costumes of all kinds so let's just make costumes so they've not only taken uh, fan favorite costumes but they found a way to implement you know some of the newer costumes like we've seen the uh, iron spider armor from the uh, infinity war movie got implemented looks fantastic i mean it's spot on from from what that is um i've seen stuff in there like the scarlet spider which i don't know if you are familiar with these if i if i said it if you would know who it is but uh for whatever reason when i put that on i wore it for quite a while now do each costumes come with certain attributes or is it just skins the each each costume has a special suit bonus and whatever that suit bonus is say for example the iron spider suit you actually get the the big uh arms like the the spider arms out of the back but it's not set to that specific suit. You can take that attribute and move it to another costume, which I think is a very awesome idea. So all these ideas and, and attributes you get. Spider-Man. But each costume has unlockable traits, and I think there's three slots, and then each one has like this will boost your defense this will boost your offense this will uh, allow you to see enemies from a distance or a certain way just different things that kind of change it up a little bit and i haven't unlocked enough to really see if maybe one attribute could maybe work in my favor you know for for one situation or another and then maybe i can swap it out later right so I haven't really quite gotten that deep into it, but I am curious to see if something like that could benefit me swapping them out here and there for certain situations. So that would be kind of cool. And I'm pretty sure you can swap them out on the fly. Nice. So you're never locked into one if you if you are wearing a certain suit or anything like that. You can just kind of keep them moving. I've heard that there are 28 different suits in the game, and I'm not sure if they are counting the three pre-order bonus suits 
which were the Punk Spider-Man, the Iron Spider, and the Velocity Suit, which Velocity Suit looked pretty cool, too. Um, but I've unlocked at least 10 suits, not counting those, and, well, excuse me, 11, and that would be including the White Spider and then your classic suit that you see at the beginning of the game. Uh, and then there have been a handful of others that I've unlocked throughout, and then there's still quite a few more that I haven't unlocked, so I'm curious to see what they are. And I even saw that some outlets like IGN have, have said, oh, here are all the suits if you want to look at them. I don't want to know. Nope, I, I want to earn it. You know, yeah, I want to see what each one is because when I see it, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. You know, I want to be excited about the suit when I see it. Yeah. You know, and see if, it, if it's something that, you know, hits me on an emotional level to be like, oh, my God, that suit, yeah. So I, I have no idea what's left, but uh, each level you go up because you kind of have your experience uh, RPG element to it. Each level you go up, you either unlock a new gadget, a new upgrade to a gadget, or a new suit, and then you can unlock those. But again, you have to, they're unlocked to a point, but then you also have to have the tokens to unlock them from that. So that also kind of encourages you to go out and do those missions. If you want that suit, you gotta go out and earn those tokens. So I, I kind of like that idea, yeah. that aspect of it. But, um, you know, I'm just, I'm such a fan through and through for this character. And I feel like I could have some sort of bias because I could be very forgiving for a lot of stuff. But it's, I, I really feel like this is a great game. I don't feel like that I'm, I'm speaking with bias here. I just really, truly feel like this is the best Spider-Man game made to date until they have their chance to make a sequel and improve on whatever needs improving. Whatever which, technology is around probably at that time as well, yeah. Because I just really don't know what more you can improve on because even graphically, when, when I was talking about that, I didn't even talk about the watching the, the, the character models, how lifelike they are, every little detail with skin and teeth and emotions and it's just... So you would say go throw your money at this if you're a Spider-Man fan? Yes. Definitely. Even if you are not a Spider-Man fan, maybe you were just a casual fan, but you want a an action, open world game that would just kind of eat up your time and just you'll enjoy, I guarantee you you'll enjoy this if you just gave it a shot to just get out there and do it. I mean, I actually read that this was the first game, video game, based on a Marvel property that actually got their seal of approval. Oh. And that's insane when you think about all the games. All the games that have been made. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So this this is a game that's... I guarantee you, and I hate to say this like this, it's not going to win Game of the Year, but it's it's definitely a front runner. Yeah. It's It, it should be a nominee for sure. I know that there's going to be another game out there, I can already tell you. I know what it's going to be, but I just know that it won't be this, but it should be a front runner. It needs to be a contender just to say, hey, I was up here too. I did a great thing, and it is. It's a fantastic game. Go out there and buy this game. If you love it, or, or I just I can't imagine you'd hate this game for, for any particular reason. It's just so fun. So fun. Well, I mean, if you disagree, we can discuss it in the comments too. Yeah, for sure, because I, I just – just the sheer fact of web swimming through New York is a selling point, bar none. I will tell you that right now. You will get lost and not even realize it because you don't feel like you're wasting your time. You're just exploring. 
all the things that you do. Which is what I loved about the other one, so I have to pick this one up at some point here. Once the backlog is done. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's my review for Spider-Man. I know I kind of rambled on a little bit. Told you it would be a little unstructured, but you know I was doing my best. Okay. Passionate uh, about a project, man. That's right. But that's our show. That is it. We want to thank all of our listeners who come back every week and support our show. If you're actually interested in supporting the show financially, you can go to patreon.com slash productions or pencilandpaperproductions.podbean.com and click Become a Patron in the top right-hand corner. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to discuss with us, you want to share a little something, just say hi, you want to tell us we're wrong about Spider-Man, you can hit us up on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash. You can drop us a line at SuperMegaCrash at gmail.com as well. You can listen to this and other shows like Fandom Ultra 2000 on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Stitchers, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And I'm Alicia Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on! Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.